Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. Market Rundown with Chip Nellinger. Chip, it's Sunday night here. Markets have opened up here for the overnights, and we are uh, pretty much underway for the week. Not a lot going on. Still waiting for the uh, Trump-China thing to take place, be head of the the G20 uh, summit down there in Argentina. But uh, other than that, markets are pretty quiet. It really is. Uh, Corn is just dead in the water here. Can't do anything. Pretty disappointing trade in in corn the last uh, week to 10 days here. In spite of uh, corn yields going lower and, and carryout dropping, you know, we had that big revision higher in world corn carryout due to the uh, China census that they took and uh, kind of affected uh, ending stocks in the world. And so corn's just dead in the water here. It's, a, it's really a disappointing trade in corn. Uh, beans looked like they were about to fall out of bed last week on Friday. And then there were uh, some uh, comments from President Trump about, um, you know, really positive spin on this uh, China trade issue, that they want to make a deal, that uh, it's going to be good, we're, we're ready to roll. Uh, and that really reversed beans like 12, 13 cents off the lows from Friday. And we actually closed higher on the week. And, um, you know, kind of kicked off the uh, Sunday night trade with a whimper here, corn up just a touch, beans and wheat lower. Um, coming into a pretty quiet week, it's already kind of holiday mode here. The volumes are, are pretty light. Uh, we've got uh, a normal close Wednesday, no markets Thursday, obviously. We reopen Friday morning, and then it will be an early close Friday. Uh, I believe uh, 12.05, the markets close central time uh, on um uh, it might be 12.15 for the grains, 12.05 for the livestock on Friday. Historically and seasonally, the week of Thanksgiving is usually pretty good for beans, uh, especially the day before. I don't know that there's any real good reason for that, uh, but um, high, high tendency for beans, especially on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, to close higher, and then a pretty strong tendency on the Friday after Thanksgiving. We can combine some, uh, some better optimism on uh, something getting done with this China trade thing. Beans could have a nice week. The funds are short a fair amount on beans, I think about 50,000 uh, contracts roughly. And um, with these uh, trade talks coming up here pretty rapidly, um, it, it's probably not a stretch to think that maybe the funds are going to get out of some short positions. Why take the risk of a surprise agreement and a big rally in beans? Uh, so the fact that uh, they likely have some contracts to get out of could produce some buying. So, you know, fingers crossed, we could see a decent week in beans. Um, the wheat market has a lot going for it, but it's disappointing trade, too. We can't seem to get much going there. Um, problems in Argentina, or I should say Australia with production. Argentina, um, they're coming into harvest here, a pretty critical time frame for, uh, you know, wheat production. 
getting too much rain there at a time when uh, in, in that productive cycle, wheat doesn't like a lot of moisture uh, and they're getting a lot of rain. We've got problems in the plains. There's going to be, uh, you know, acreage cut back in uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, just uh, too much rain and snow. And uh, yeah, we can't do anything. We, we've got some big tenders coming up here. We've got a Saudi Arabia tender. They're in for a big amount. I don't know what it is, like 450,000 tons. And uh, the market's waiting to see how much business the United States is going to get from that. It'll be an indication of how much available supplies are in the rest of the world, particularly the Black Sea area and Ukraine. And uh, if we can get a big chunk of that, I think it will give the market optimism that we're going to start getting uh, better exports and uh, we can we can rally. So that's supposed to be early this week, possibly as early as tomorrow. Um, and then Egypt set uh, rumored to be in for a big tender coming up as well. So those two will be very important for the wheat market. Corn right now is just a follower, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't think that there's probably a lot of downside in these markets in the short run. But, um, you know, without a, a China trade agreement, there may not be much upside either. So we may just be stuck in the mud here going sideways until we know more about uh, this China trade issue. Right. So the acres in Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, where they've, they've had a significant amount of rain, significant amount of snow. I mean, just just one harvest delay after harvest delay or planning delay after planning delay. Um, what do you think those acres are going to go into? Do you feel like there's a corn and soybean bump there or maybe cotton's going to come in to pick up some of those acres? What are you thinking on, on those acres that are going to get planted to wheat? Yeah, I think cotton would, uh, would probably be high on the list. Um, you know, potentially, potentially corn as well. I think cotton and corn probably would pick up the bulk of those acres. They get switched. Cotton's probably maybe uh, a little bit of a winner at this point uh, as you look uh, at profitability on paper. So uh, that's a good question. And uh, we're, we're late enough now. You know, you got farmers saying, yeah, I'm going to, even if the window does open up, it's too late to plant. Uh, there's still some guys fighting it, trying to put some acres in the ground. But uh, it's getting late enough in the game that uh, it, it may, may kind of uh, just be what it is at this point on wheat and um, we'll get that final planted acreage number on uh, the January crop report uh, right after the first of the year so that'll be important to see where that number comes out that could be a big markup mover so that's uh, you know 60 days away roughly we'll get that wheat acreage number right on so let's talk about the protein complex a little bit um, you know the cattle market's kind of been hit and miss but it's kind of stagnant here with the uh with the reactions it's had to the uh, to the stock market, with its up and downs and ebbs and flows here, we've seen uh, pretty big swings in that in that area over the last uh, two or three weeks. So, where do you see the uh, cattle market and the uh, overall livestock market, for that matter, uh, kind of headed for this week? Yeah, cattle have uh, have struggled here. They're down near the uh, low end of the range for the last uh, you know three or four weeks in here, but they're at good support areas. Um, you know, post Thanksgiving, you can talk about better things, uh, maybe a little better demand. So it would be nice to see uh, the the cattle market respond higher here. It's going to take higher cash trade to do that. But uh, I think one thing that's hurt us is this crude oil drop, and and the stock market has uh, is really taken it on the chin here recently as well. Crude oil has just had a massive slide, probably a historic one of the biggest um, moves lower 
that we've ever had in the crude oil market, uh, 20 some dollars in a short amount of time. And, and that hasn't helped any of our agricultural markets. The crude oil market's kind of a, a bellwether for inflation and, and it's had such a big drop that it's really been a little bit of a headwind against all of our ag markets. So, and combine that with some, uh, some down moves in stock market. And it's been, uh, it's been a real struggle here for cattle. But I do think as you get you know, into the end of the year here, the next few weeks, and uh, January, February, we can see some better things um, in cattle. Um, you know, the bright spot is we haven't had a lot of positive news. These outside markets have been affecting um, cattle and, and hogs to a lesser extent. And, and we are lower, but uh, we're holding together and uh, have found some good support here. So uh, had a nice little bump higher in the hog market into the week. Um, no real news there. This, uh, this swine, swine flu issue is not going away. Um, you know, kind of right back in the middle of the big range we've been in uh, for a few months here in the hog market. So um, we, need, we need a spark. It's like all our ag markets are just pretty quiet right now, lacking some, uh, some good news to break us out of the range and, uh, and push these markets higher. So hopefully we can get a spark here going into the end of the year. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that, uh, the, the, the hog market for a minute. There has been, you know, the, the swine flu thing flares up for a minute and then it gets kind of disappears for a little while and it flares back up. What's the overall feel for that right now? I mean, are guys more concerned about that than, than, they're, uh, than we're hearing about in the marketplace? Or, or is it just kind of as, a, as a, a new piece of information breaks into the market that kind of flares things back up? Yeah, more like you said, we, um, we, we just see, you know, quiets down for a couple weeks and then you get another story that flares up. It's not going away and it's definitely affecting uh, Chinese production. We know that's a, a fact. And so that China is such a big player that, um, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to, to go away. But it's not something that's an immediate supportive factor uh, every day and every hour that the market's open. So it's just kind of something there in the, in the back of traders' minds that they know, hey, we've, we've maybe got some issues here in Chinese production going lower. And also these China trade talks coming, right? I mean, uh, the market's focused and highly sensitive on soybeans, but uh, pork and to a lesser extent beef and maybe even corn could be included in any type of trade agreement we get with China. So uh, I think uh, the hog market definitely has one eye on these upcoming talks and it could be very important for the hog market if you get, um, especially combined with this, you know, this, uh, this health issue they're having, uh, this, this swine flu uh, issue cutting their production back, wouldn't be a stretch to think they're gonna take, um, uh, you know, some US pork as well. And so I think there's some optimism there and that might be one of the reasons uh, we saw a little bump higher in the hog market going into the end of the week, just short covering, kind of like the, the bean market. Uh, who wants to be short that? Nobody wants to press the short side of the market when you've got this potentially um, massively supportive thing. And just overnight, snap of a finger, that thing could change. And if we get an agreement, it's an entirely different market scenario. So. You know that uh, that could spur some additional buying as as uh, funds and speculative traders get out of their short positions ahead of these meetings, and um, hopefully that can be uh, something that pushes us higher in the hog market and and also uh, beans as well. Yeah. So last question here. So, so let's talk about Brazil for a second. So Brazil's had a. Uh, pretty good start to their to their growing season um january february they'll be harvesting beans and 
everything that I've read and everything that I can I could find shows that there's uh, some pretty good optimism about a pretty big crop coming out of Brazil this year with soybeans. How do you think that'll play into uh, guys looking at you know 2019 uh, crop mix and those kind of things? And how do you think that's going to play into that decision making process? That's a good question. Um, definitely off to a good start in uh, in Brazil. And to a lesser extent, Argentina, they've had some areas have had too much rain in Argentina, but Brazil seems pretty good shape right now and really got in, in early to plant. So they'll start having beans uh, like as early as late January uh, out of Brazil. I see the bean market as being the biggest issue, the, the biggest potential um, bearish market going forward because We've got a big carryout here and a big crop. If, if the south, if southern hemisphere bounces back with normal production, our world carryout is just going to be too big. So that's going to be a real wild card. I don't know how acreage plays out. You've got the banker involved. You've got you know cash flow and finances are going to be part of that. Inputs are going higher in corn. So on at face value and on paper, you'd expect that maybe corn could pick some acres up. But it's not as clear-cut as, as you would think. These tariff payments that we've got are going to hold, um, you know, gross revenue together on the beans this year for guys. So maybe we don't see as big a switch out of beans into corn. Um, that really, typically, you get the January crop report out of the way and the market looks ahead and starts fighting out um, and kind of estimating where acres is going to be. So that might be a little bit ahead of us, but uh, it's really something that needs to be on the radar screen. We were knocked on the door at 9.50 November 19 soybean futures earlier this week. Um, that needs a really close look, uh, in, in our opinion, from producers to maybe start making some sales, um, doing some option strategies that would lock a floor in. Because um, even with a Chinese agreement, let's say we get an agreement and they take some more beans. Let's say they pick, pick up 150 million bushels um, of demand that was you know, not expected. It still means that we're going to have a seven, 750, 800-ish million bushel carryout. That's way too big. And then if South America comes back with big production, there's too many beans in the world here. And so uh, beans really are the, the weak link in the grain market going forward. And, uh, you know, up here, if they put, if they'd happen to push higher than 950, uh, there's a lot of resistance up in the low 960s to about 970. So about 20 cents roughly higher than where we closed Friday, um, 22, 25 cents, something like that. You really got to take a look at that as a producer and say, if nothing changes and we bounce back with normal production, even if we plant a million and a half, two million less acres, we got too many beans in the world, and it doesn't support nine and a half dollar new crop beans, it, it probably is something like an eight dollar number. Uh, and, and that really is going to be a drag on our um, on our grain markets here. So great point, and uh, it's never too soon to be looking at that and having your plan in place. I know guys are really kind of up against the wall a little bit. It's been a rough fall, rain, snow, um, still crop in the field, field work that needs done, and, and guys aren't necessarily focused on the markets right now, but they really need to be. And especially nine and a half dollar beans really need a, a close look, in our opinion. Right on. 
All right, Chip. Well, just like you talked about there, a plan is always important, whether you're no matter where you're at and going through the end of the year, especially whether you're talking about tax planning or even your market planning and even moving into 2019. So if guys want to work about talk about a plan and uh, how they would either make their plan they have better or just have you look over one they have, how would they do that? Yeah, best way is just call our office, 309-550-7213. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. No, no pressure at all. Just give you a few few pieces of advice and ask you some questions on what you're currently doing and give you uh, our opinion on how you might be able to uh, better implement that. So uh, just call us 309-550-7213. All right, Chip. Well, Chip, uh, we will talk to you again on Tuesday. So don't eat any turkey yet. Wait a minute. Just wait a couple days and you jump in on that turkey as soon as you can. And then uh, I'll be I'll be ready, ready for turkey, ready for the Bears. They're dominating tonight, and they're going to dominate again Thursday. Well, they they got to dominate sooner or later. It has to happen to somebody. It's their year. It's their year. That's the funniest thing I've heard on night, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chip. Hey, well, this is the uh, Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the uh, Global Ag Network. So check it out at globalagnetwork.com, and uh, there'll be more information coming. So, Chip. We'll talk to you Tuesday, and best of luck to your Bears. Yeah, all right. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Have a good one, buddy. See you. Moving higher in the 21st century.